Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Girlfriend's Guide to Sports podcast. My name is Claire Coles, and this is your weekly update. It's Tuesday, January 18th, due to MLK Day yesterday. Let's start with the in case you missed it portion and then go on to what to watch this upcoming week in the world of sports. Okay, so we've got a lot to go over, so I am just going to jump in. In college basketball this week, it was carnage in the top 25. Nine teams lost on Saturday alone, eight to unranked teams. Number 16, USC, who was undefeated coming into the week, lost twice to Stanford and Oregon. Tuesday had three ranked versus ranked games. Baylor was the only one upset by, but number four, Auburn, beat number 24, Alabama, to put their name in for the top spot. Number nine, Kansas, beat number 15, Iowa State, by one. Seton Hall also lost twice this week, dropping them out of the top 25 completely. Oregon beat number three, UCLA, in overtime, 84-81, to to mark the Ducks head coach Dana Altman's 700th win. Then two days later, they went on to beat number five, USC. Number 14, Villanova, beat number 17, Xavier, in a battle of the ranked Big East teams. Number 10, Michigan State got upset, 64-62 to Northwestern. Number 12, LSU lost to Arkansas. Number 24, Alabama was dropped by the rankings after they lost to number 4, Auburn, like I said earlier, and then unranked Mississippi State. In last night's MLK Day, MLK Day game, try saying that five times fast, number 4, Purdue beat number 17, Illinois, in second overtime. Now, you may have heard me say... Baylor lost last week, they actually made history because Baylor was the first number one ranked team to lose back-to-back home games. The first one was to Texas Tech and the second to Oklahoma State. And of the Oklahoma State game, 
the Baylor Bears only led for 16 seconds. Their undefeated streak ends at 21 games, and this dated to back to last season because they were the national reigning champions. Now Gonzaga is the new number one. Auburn technically had number one, more number one votes than the Gonzaga Bulldogs, but Gonzaga had more in the overall votes. Moving on to the NBA, Nets KD, or Kevin Durant, suffered a knee injury during the second quarter of the Pelicans game, and he is expected to be out for six weeks. This is just after Kyrie Irving was back and the team was really starting to pick up steam. Irving has been pressed if that injury will change his mind on the COVID vaccine and his stance on it. He said he's not changing his mind. So let's go over the NBA kind of standing since we're halfway through the season. So running the East, we have the Bulls, then the Heat, then the Nets. Our last team in playoffs would be the Celtics, and our first team out would be the Knicks. They're technically sitting with more wins than the Raptors, but they also have more losses. Now in the West, the Suns are on top, followed by the Warriors and then the Grizzlies. Last in playoffs as of right now would be the Trailblazers, and first out would be the Kings. And it comes with a heavy heart that I have to say college football season is officially over. That being said, we do have a new national champion. Georgia's drought is over. After 41 years, the Bulldogs have finally managed another national championship. So they had won previously in 1980 and now again for the 2021 season. Georgia did take revenge on Alabama after losing 41-24 in the SEC championship game. They came back to win the championship game for all the marbles, 33-18. Now in the game, it had no touchdowns until late in the third quarter. The score at half was 9-6. to six. It looked to be a typical SEC high defensive game. However, Georgia scored the first touchdown with only a minute and 20 seconds to go in the third. But Alabama came back to score a touchdown after Georgia's QB Stenson Bennett fumbled the ball. However, Georgia's QB then rebounded and threw a 40-yard touchdown pass to make the score 26-18 with 3.37 to go in the entire game and the entire season for that matter. Heisman quarterback Bryce Young looked like he might do it again. Remember, he did this versus Auburn. He has a chance to tie the game, but this time he threw a pick six and that sealed the game for Georgia. So congratulations to the Bulldogs. And if you haven't seen it, there's a link on the blog that shows the moment that QB Stenson Bennett for Georgia won. And he is just sobbing and it is the cutest thing because he actually was a walk-on. He then transferred, went to junior college, trained up and then came back and it's just it's just a great story moving on to NFL we had a wild wild card weekend so let's start with the AFC games the Bengals put up 20 points in the first half to win 26-19 over the Raiders. The Raiders and QB Carr almost pulled off another game-winning walk-off drive, but they did come up just short. The Bills put the beat down on the Patriots. That game was definitely over by half. The Bills were leading 27-3, and the Steelers beat the Chiefs beat the Steelers 42 to 21 with a killer 21 point second quarter. Patrick Mahomes had five touchdowns and threw for 104 yards in that game. Now on the NFC side, the Bucks dominated the Eagles 31-15, but 
all of the Philadelphia's points actually came during trash time in the fourth quarter. The 49ers beat the Cowboys 23-17 in another game that had double-digit penalties for the Dallas team. This time they hit 14 for only 89 yards, though, considering that's 14 penalties. That's not a lot of yardage, but 14 penalties is just ridiculous. And that's, I believe, it's the fifth time that's happened in this season. For the first time ever, wildcard games extended into Monday night, where the Rams put the beat down on the Cardinals to give Matthew Stafford his first playoff win. They won 34-11, and OBJ even had a beautiful 30-yard pass. Yes, I said a 30-yard pass. In the world of golf, Masters champion Hideki Matsuyama was five shots back from the leader at the final turn, so that means with nine holes to go, but he did go on to win the Sony Open. Hideki shot a 63 during the final round to force a playoff between himself and Russell Henley. Russell didn't stand a chance, though, after Hideki's tee shot. His three-wood landed his ball three feet from the hole for an eagle on the 18th. That was the first playoff hole. Hideki shot 23 under par, and it is his 13th consecutive round in the 60s going back to the CJ Cup in Vegas. Now we have a lot of Olympic news to go over so bear with me here. On Monday it was announced that the Beijing Games will not be offering tickets to regular fans from China. They will only be allowing selected in quotations spectators obviously due to COVID. So the fans from outside the country weren't even allowed initially anyway. So now even the Chinese people won't get to go. Athletes and staff of the games are in a tightly controlled bubble that includes transportation and everything. Even their trash will be kept separately from the rest of the city. So tight, tight regulations over there for this games. They were hoping this would be over by now, but obviously we're all still in that, that fog. So American Michaela Schifrin won her 47th Slalom World Cup race. This is the most ever won in a single discipline. The previous record was 46 held by Swedish Ingemar Stenmark in the giant slalom, so the GS. Slovenian Petra Velova had won four times the slalom races this season and has already secured the World Cup title with just two races before the end of the season. So that rivalry will definitely be one to watch in Beijing next month. The U.S. bobsled team had some serious surprises on it for who was named to the team. Myers Taylor was not one of those, being making her fourth games, as did Kaylee Humphreys. However, this will be her first as an American. She previously competed for Canada. Nine sliders are brand new Olympians and Olympic veterans Lolo Jones and Lauren Gibbs did not make the squad despite having world titles and Olympic medals between them. The men's team also has six Olympic newbies. We actually have some tennis also to go over. We are in the second round of the Australian Open, the first Grand Slam event of the year. And notable game names to watch on the Mets side are Spanish Rafael Nadal and, believe it or not, American Andy Murray. It's been a while since we've seen his name. On the women's side, world number one Ashley Barty is still in, as well as the highest paid female athlete of last year, Naomi Osaka. USA's um, Sloan Stevens was beaten in the first round by Emma Raducanu, as was American Fernandez. A name you won't see is Novak Djokovic, as he was deported on Sunday night and flew home to Serbia, so he will obviously not be defending his title. 
what to watch this upcoming week. We have two games on Wednesday in the NBA, one at 6.30 and one at 9 p.m. on ESPN, and then same times on Thursday, but on TNT. The Thursday night games are the Suns at the Mavericks and the Pacers at the Warriors. For men's basketball, we have a number of highlighted games this week. On Tuesday, we have number 15, Iowa State, at number 18, Texas Tech, at 8 p.m. on ESPNU. On Wednesday, we have number 13, LSU, at Alabama. And even though Alabama is unranked, they are just outside the top 25. So I wanted to go ahead and mention this because this will be a good matchup. They play at 6 p.m. That will be on ESPN2. Then we have no ranked versus ranked games, but plenty of games going on on Thursday. And Friday, we have 14 Michigan State at number 8 Wisconsin at 8 p.m. on Fox Sports Network. We then have a bunch of games on Saturday. Number 12, Kentucky at number 2 Auburn at noon on CBS. We then have number 5, Baylor at Oklahoma at 2 p.m. We then have LSU has a big week because they have they are 13 at 24 Tennessee at 5 p.m. on ESPN. That is it for the ranked first ranked games. But like I said, please check out the blog for the rest of the top 25 ranked games because there are plenty to go over. I just don't want to take all the time to do it. In the NFL, we have our two games on Saturday. We have the AFC game of the Bengals at the Titans. Remember, the Titans had that first week bye because they led the AFC. They will be playing at 3.30 on CBS. And same goes for the NFC game. We have the 49ers at the Packers. So the Packers are coming off their first week bye. They will play at 7.15 on Fox. Then on Sunday and the NFC, we have the Rams at the Buccaneers at 2 p.m. on NBC. And in the AFC, we have the Bills at the Chiefs at 5.30 on CBS. The PGA Tour goes to the American Express. That will be starting Thursday and running through the weekend at 2 p.m. on Golf Channel. We also have three games of NHL being played on regular scheduled programming. Also, Supercross has started. That will be back in action this weekend at 9 p.m. on USA. Also, plenty of Premier League games. There's six of them on USA as well. Obviously, we have plenty of tennis with the Australian Open to watch this week. That will be on at 1 p.m. on ESPN2 and 8 p.m. on ESPN2. We have round two on Wednesday and Thursday. Then on Friday, we have round three, same time, same channel. On Saturday, we begin the round of 16, and that will start at 7 a.m. on ESPN2 with coverage continuing at 8 p.m. on again on ESPN2. Round, six, round of 16 continues into Sunday at 8 a.m. on ESPN2, then on mainstream cable at 3 p.m. on ABC, and then finally at 8 p.m. on ESPN2. That does it for me this week. It was a quick week as it was a short week for those of us who had MLK Day off. Please go check out the blog for anything else and a little bit more stories and plenty more games on what to watch and hope to see you all next week. 